Uriah Heap are still around? Well, okay, let's check this out then. Hi people and hello my Chili Con Carnage crew, it's Chili here for a 5 minute review on Uriah Heap's newest album, Chaos and Colors. And don't forget, we do live streams every Friday. Well, as you can tell by the intro, I'm not a big Uriah Heap fan. To be perfectly honest, I figured that they were just doing legacy tours with one original member. And while they do only have one original member, the lineup has been mostly consistent for the past 30 years. I was also surprised to see that they have kept recording so many records, and this one marks their 25th album. Well done, lads. So, all things considered, this can be an unbiased review, right? Growing up was difficult in my house. I was subjugated to the rigours of Deep Purple, Hendrix, Led Zeppelin and Neil Young, being pumped at volume 11. The numbers all go to 11. Yeah, it was a hard life, but I managed to cope somehow. I had access to a small library of classic rock staples, but amongst the collection, there was only one Uriah Heap CD, a live CD called Live in Europe 79. It was my first taste of the band, and I hated it. It wasn't for me. I'm sure old school Uriah fans will be smashing that dislike button now, but hey, I was young and to be fair, I wasn't looking for a polished rock sound. I wanted something loud and abrasive like the Stooges or Metallica. Fast forward some two decades and the news popped up about this record. I'm curious to hear what the band sounds like nowadays. So my initial playthrough of the album found me surprisingly enjoying this album. It isn't anything like the polished and refined sound that I remember from the Europe 79 CD, but instead a grittier rock and roll record. What's even more surprising is that there are quite a lot of impressive hooks within here that also don't just sound like generic cookie cutter efforts. I will draw this comparison in that the sound of this album is very similar to modern day Deep Purple, in particular the Don Airy era. Even the vocal styles of Bernie Shaw is akin to Ian Gillen. I wonder what it would sound like if they did a joint live performance and fed into each other's harmonics. Hmm. Anyway. I don't mean this is a detractor for the band. In fact, I love this sound, so if anything, it works in a bonus way. From the outset of Save Me Tonight, we know we're in for a ride as the riffs hook in and the bass line has one solid groove to it. The following track, Silver Sunlight, feels like a moody blues highway tune alleviated by the keyboard section after the first verse that happens to sound like that 60 psychedelic rock sound. There are a few tracks that aren't quite up to the high standard, but achieving and maintaining a high level would be just purely impressive and it's very difficult to do so. Still, it's not just dead air on the level of spectrum of music, but instead, it kind of plods along, particularly on the second half of the album. Don't get me wrong, it's still enjoyable, but by the time One Nation, One Sun starts up, it does slow the pace right down and for a lengthy 7 plus minutes. When we get to the end track, Closer To Your Dreams, it's a great way to finish off this record, and it's a highly energetic note to take it out on. Before researching the band for this episode, I always had a notion that they just flew under the radar for the 70s, never achieving the stardom of several other acts in this time, but what blew my mind was the fact that the band have sold over 40 million records according to the BMG. That's no small feat. That's a lot of albums to sell, really. To my defense though, I think my point still remains, because if I asked all of my music friends who this band were, then I don't think any of them could name this band, let alone any of their tracks. 
Overall, I will score this album at 5.5 million chilies on the spicy scale, with my favourite tracks being Save Me Tonight, Silver Sunlight, and Closer to Your Dreams. Most bands who have been on this earth for five decades might just reel it in and just tour, citing a new record as an expensive and risky move that most likely won't yield the same results that they once did in their heyday. And this would cause, of course, old fans to possibly outright dismiss it or not even win over new fans. And instead, the band would just rely on all their older records to just put bums in seats. But instead, I'm impressed how good this record sounds as I was sure this would be just average at best. Well done to you, Raheep. You sound great for a band that's been around for as long as you have. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of 5 Minute Reviews. Don't forget to do the socials, hit the like, subscribe if you haven't already. We're a small channel after all, and as always, stay spicy out there. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Live Listener Race. And if you have enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with all your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our Chili Con Carnage crew so you can get notified for all the future videos that we put out, as we put out videos every Friday. Also, we are on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter over at Live Listener Race, so make sure to tune in over there. And don't forget to like this video so that our manager can stay very happy.